Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Let's give our choir music a hand as they go. Because they, ha they have to keep singing and going as long as we're worshiping. <laughs> and I tell you, it's a tiring. I know they get tired, but they do a great job. Let's give all of our visitors a hand. We're glad to have you. Brother Griever, so good to see you today, brother. Appreciate all of our visitors that are with us today. Thank you for being here. We love you and appreciate you. And, and just pray the blessing of the Lord be on you. And uh, if you don't have a place to be on Wednesdays and Sundays, then, then come join us. Be with us. We'd love, love for you to be part of our family. God's been good to us and doing great things. I got to get the preacher up here. I got a lot in my heart, but I got to shut the door. I'm excited about the word of the Lord today. I want to hear from God. I, I, the word will change you. The Bible says we're born again. How many knows we changed when we were born again? I did. And when I was born, I changed. But we're born again by the word of God. And so the word will change you. And it will help you in this new walk and new life with him. So let's give the Lord a hand as the preacher comes. Brother Jake, come preach to us this morning. presence of the Lord can we say it without it losing its effect the presence of the Lord surely is in this place and the supernatural power of God in the, the spirit realm is active in this place today there have been angels seen in this place today, God opening people's eyes. And I want us, I'm just going real slow right now because I want us to just kind of breathe and just think for a minute about where we're at, what we're doing. Why we're here. Sunday is church day. Sunday, I, I know usually there's other things that go on. And, but we, we have church on Sunday. And we come in here and should not have leaving on our mind. And all my other plans ought to revolve around it depends on when I get out of church. Because we didn't, we didn't have to wait on the Lord when we came in here. This is His house. This is His holy temple. He was waiting on us when we came in. He's already here. This house is dedicated to Him, this house of worship. And we have come into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, into his presence, pouring out our worship, pouring out our hearts today. And he has responded. And he is here today to work miracles. 
and he is here today if we will get our minds and our hearts set on him for a little while longer and not worry about everything else going on. But if we will see what the Lord will say and what the Lord will do, there's no limit to what can happen. It doesn't have to be just, well, God has this for them today, and so my area, he'll, he'll, he'll get on another time. There, there is nothing the Lord can't do and doesn't want to do for you today and for us as a body. If you'll turn with me to 1 Corinthians We have heard seemingly, probably, just about every message, sermon, class, illustration, uh, example uh, of, of unity in the body of Christ. Much of what I preach today you've probably heard in some form or fashion. But we, there is, there is something that we as the body of Christ, I feel, and the Lord has dealt with me strongly about and changed what I had planned today. Dealt with me strongly about. There is something that we miss when it comes to being unified. There's a, there's a point of power that we can miss when it comes to being a unified body of Christ. And so you're thinking, oh, Jake's going to preach unity today. We got it easy. <laughs> going to feel good. It's going to be easy. Quick altar call. Lord, help us to be unified. In Jesus' name, amen. You're already losing out if you've got that mindset. 1 Corinthians 1, 10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Now I want to go to Luke 17 very quickly. I'm sorry, Luke eleven seventeen. It says, But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against itself, or a house divided against a house falleth. And then you don't have to turn there, just very quickly, Mark 3, 24. And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And I want to preach for just a few moments with the help of the Lord. And please pray for me today. A house divided or a people united. A house divided or a people united. Let's pray one more time together. Lord, I thank you for your presence that we've already felt. Lord, your presence is here right now. Lord, your angels that are walking these aisles right now. Lord, the hearts that you are working on even right now as we pray. 
people are hungry and open and ready to receive today. So help us, Lord. Open us up to receive your word, to be made better by it. We need you today. We need your word, God, and we need to hear what the Spirit is saying. So help me today, God, anoint me. Flow through me today and help me to preach, Lord, with love and compassion and and mercy, Lord, but with wisdom and power and authority from the Holy Ghost today. In the name of Jesus, everyone said in Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands to the Lord as you're seated today. house divided or a people united. Now, like I said, we've heard unity preached seemingly just about every way that you can hear it. Every example that you can use has been used, it seems. And if you know me, then you know that unity in the body of Christ is something very important to me. And it's something that I push for. And and Regeneration will tell you, I push for that. I I, I fight for it. I, I contend for it because it's important. And it's not just important to me. It's important to God. But there's a fine line in talking about unity and talking about being one as a body there's a fine line there. There's, there's something that we can miss in this. That, we, that it makes us feel good. And it gives us a sense of, of, I don't even know how to say it. It just makes you feel good. It makes that when we join hands together and we pray together and we say we're unified. It, it makes us feel good. But if we're not careful, that, that's all it will do. And it'll, it'll become... It'll become just something for us to, to say, oh, yeah, we're, we're unified and we're, t- we're in this together. And it'll just become something uh, just for our posts on social media. And it'll become something that's, that's uh, we can miss something. Now, this world today is being torn apart. And truly, we are seeing prophetic words come to pass in that nation is rising against nation and race against race and religion against religion and men against men and women against women and men against women and women against men and culture against culture and democrat against republican and and it's difficult to look and find true unity and harmony anywhere in any group, in any organization, even in any country. Because as much as I love this country that we're in, and as proud as I am, and and as much as I pray for it and love it, I'm thankful for the freedoms that we have still. Even our country is being torn apart because people are divided and people are against one another. And there is no trust. There's corruption and lies and wickedness and anger and hate and bitterness and constant slander and constant unrest 
and division and discord and disagreement is, is either it's either expressed with shouting and rioting in the streets or or is posted in memes or, or or at the pull of a trigger. It's constant. You turn on the radio and it's division and discord and fighting and back and forth and turn the news on, it's the same. Open social media, it's the same. Constant. To the point that it's becoming tiresome. And, it, and, it's, and, and it's becoming sickening, even. And on one hand, culture has become about who can shout the loudest. And rioting and, and violent and unruly and extreme. And on another hand, it's, it's made a culture of petty and bitter and angry and whispering and passive-aggressive, rotten, nasty attitudes. Because people are divided. And there are so many different opinions. And there are so many different perspectives. And there are so many different outlooks. And it has made people just nasty towards one another. And it's tearing not just our nation, but our world apart. Because even small victories on one side is used to completely destroy the other. And every step that we seem to take forward is still used to slam somebody and tear somebody down. This, this world, this nation is divided. And with the world being as it is, we as the people of God and as the church must make up in our minds and in our hearts and in our spirits and in our very souls to the innermost part of, of our being that we will not be as this world is. I'm going to say that again. With the world being as it is, we cannot be. The church cannot be. I'll preach this till you get it today. We, as the church, and I'm, you know what? This applies on a, on a, on a global level as the church, the church as a whole. But I'm talking to us as a local church today. We must be one, one accord. One mind, in sync, in agreement, in harmony, speaking the same thing, perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. No divisions among us, no discord, no hate, no gossip, no backbiting, no lying, no slander, no murderous tongues. But let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. 
Wherefore, laying aside all malice and guile and hypocrisy and envies and all evil speakings, kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another, rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that do weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. You know what? A symphony, when everything is playing in harmony and everything's playing the right part and everything is playing together and everybody has their eyes on the conductor, it's a beautiful sound. You know what's not a beautiful sound? Those guys that walk up and down sidewalks as a one-man band. When they got tambourines on their feet, they're playing a kazoo, they're hitting themselves on the head with a, with a, a tambourine. It sounds awful. Because a one-man band, I'm sorry, it's just not enjoyable. And if you do something like that on the side, I'm sorry and I love you, but a one-man band just isn't enjoyable. It sounds bad. It's not, it's not meant to be that way. But when everything is working together and everything is playing its part and everybody's got their eyes on the conductor and everybody's coming in where they're supposed to and it sounds good and it sounds beautiful, it's how it's supposed to be. And so it is with the church. Be of the same mind. We are asked the question in the book of Amos 3 and 3, can two walk together except they be agreed? Anybody know the answer to that? No. You can't walk together except you be agreed. The day that we, the apostolic church, were born, we were all with one accord in one place. This, what we are, who we are, this church of the living God, the one true church of the living God that has the revelation of truth and has the revelation of salvation and still is the greatest hope for mankind in this world today and will be until that trumpet sounds. That church was born when they were all in one accord in one place. One accord meaning to be harmonious or consistent with. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10 that, that two are better than one. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, that one will lift up his fellow. But woe unto him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord of one mind. Yes, Lord, help us. Lord, help us today to receive this. The Lord has placed such an urgency in me and even convicted me and pricked my heart and made me check myself and check my attitude and check my motives and check the way I'm thinking, check the way I'm doing things. And I believe the Lord wants to do that for us today because this world, there's, there's going to come a time in this world where, when it will be imperative that the church stand together. There's, I'll take it down to a local level. There'll be a time in this world that will affect our surrounding communities and our cities. There'll be a time when this local church, that it'll be imperative that we stand together together. 
and that we are in one mind and one accord and like-minded, we can't afford to miss this. Because we can shout all we want to, and we can even see miracles and signs and wonders. But if we're not together, if we're not of one mind, in the same, if we're not together, then we'll crumble and we'll fall apart. And it'll be a sad, sad story. But there's something beautiful about the United Church. There's something beautiful about a church that is in sync and in harmony together, working towards the same thing, working for the same kingdom, serving the same God. There's something beautiful about it. It's it's unstoppable. Just like a, a flock of small birds moving in synchronization, that hawk uh, just, just one of those birds is a meal. But when they're all together, it confuses them. It intimidates the enemy. The same for, for a, a school of fish. When they move together and they stay close together, even the biggest predators are confused and, and they don't know what to do with it and they're intimidated by it. Not just confused, but intimidated by it. And that roaring lion that's roaming around seeking whom he may devour, if he can find one that's all from the pride and all from the herd, if he can find that, if that wolf can find that sheep that's away from everybody else and all the other sheep, then he might have a meal. But if he finds that group, if he finds that united people, if that enemy, if hell finds us together, it not only confuses the enemy... Because he's sowed so much discord in this world. In his kingdom, he has prospered in sowing discord and, 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 and getting everybody out of sync and everybody hating one another. But when he looks at the church and says, I still have not infiltrated the church. I still have not broke them apart. They still stand together. They come from different backgrounds. They're different colors. They're different genders. They got different cultures. But they're all together. And I can't do anything with them. I can't stop them. I can't stop them from having revival. I can't stop them from building the kingdom of God because I can't separate them. I can't get them out of sync. They keep forgiving one another. They keep having mercy on each other. They keep overlooking all all kinds of past junk and just getting over it and being friends and being loving one another. I can't stop them. Every time I think I've got one of them down, then they flock together and surround each other. I can't get to them. Every time I think I can get one to backslide, there's a million more of them pulling the other way. I can't stop them when they're united. Just when I thought I had their city under my thumb, they're going out together and witnessing and being a light. I can't stop them because I can't separate them. I don't know what else to do. I'm trying to bring up junk from their past, sin and disagreements and hurt and failures, even things they've done to one another. And they're still forgiving one another. And they're still getting past all those things. They're still confessing their faults one to another. They're still not judging one another. They're still not casting each other out. I can't do anything with them. That's who we're supposed to be. 59 times in the New Testament. One another, one another, one another, one another. Jesus said love one another. Paul said honor one another. 
Forgive one another. Submit to one another. Encourage one another. James said, confess your sin to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. Did Paul say in Romans 8, if God be for me, who can be against me? He said, if God be for us, who can be against us? Are we taught to pray my heavenly father or our heavenly father? Did John say if I walk in the light or if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ. His son cleanseth us from all sin. We, we who have experienced that cleansing power of the blood of Jesus, who have experienced that salvation, are linked together in a way that no other two or three or one billion people can be linked together. We have a kind of connection that no one else in this, no other group in this world can have because of that salvation that we've experienced, because of who we belong to. We are linked together in a way that is stronger than any other group or organization or or club or anything else in this world. How good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. We believe that God is one. Right? We don't have a problem with that. We don't... we, we, We... We'll ace the test on oneness. Oneness of God is not where we have a problem. It's oneness of the body that we need to get right. Think about it. Come on, let let the Lord slap you around a little bit. It'll do us some good. We believe that God is one. We believe Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and every other title, but one God. How can we, as the church, be a reflection of God, of who we serve? That's what we want to do, right? That's what we're called to do, right? How can we be a reflection of Him if we are not one? How can we be like him if we are not one? Are we oneness in our view of God, but have more of a Trinitarian mindset in our view of the church? Calling ourselves one, but being separate? Confused? Don't make no sense? If we believe that he is one God, one being with many titles, but still one, then we are the body of Christ. Many offices, many members, but one body. One with him, one with another. I'm telling you that we are many members, but we are one body. There are no lone rangers in the body of Christ. This is a posse. No lone rangers. And people that for whatever reason have that mindset of I understand that no one can save us and no one can live for God for us and I understand that when it comes down to it my salvation is between me and God but people use that and misunderstand that and they say well it only takes one 
It only, you know, it, it just took, it, you know, it, it just takes me. I, it, when it, I don't need no, I'll, as long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. You know what? That song is catchy, but I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really like that song. I really don't. Not, not, I, I used to, but the more I think about it, I understand that uh, what, what it's trying to say. You know, people say, well, it was, you know, David was just one. It just took one to stand up. You're right. It took one, but he rallied an army behind him. All through the scripture, examples like that. It's not that it, it only, it, it just took one and that's all it took and, and forget everybody else. Often it was one that would rally others together. One that would cause a domino effect. One to stand. And if I have to be the one, you know what? If I have to be the one right now that's going to stand for unity and, and togetherness and being in one mind and one accord, then I'll be that one. But I hope to God that we can all get it today. And we can be in one mind and one accord that we need to be in one mind and one accord. No lone rangers in the body of Christ. You know what? You need to come to church. You need to be involved at church. You need to not go to other things and skip church. You need to get up early on Sunday morning and you need to come in and you need to worship with your brothers and sisters. You need to come on Monday. You need to come on Wednesday. You need to come on Friday. You need to come to events. I, I understand. Don't, don't even throw that garbage at me. That Oh, you just don't understand because I work. I understand all that. And I, it happens to me sometimes. But it ought to be in the front of my mind. I can't wait to get to church this week. Because we come with all kinds of hurts and, and even sin weighing on us sometimes. And situations going on in our life. And things that are hard. And we come broken sometimes. We come with financial struggles, family troubles, school trouble, work trouble, whatever. But people still come to the house of God. Whether they even realize it or not, they come because they realize if I can get in the middle of my brothers and my sisters worshiping together, if I can get to that altar and I can feel those hands on my back and I can have somebody pray with me, or if I can get to church and I can pray with somebody else, if I can get in and be in one mind and one accord, because whether you realize it or not, you know deep down that there's something about it. And you might, there might be some that would argue with me to the blue in the face that I, can, I don't need to go to church. You're wrong. You're not in the Bible. You need to go to church. You need to be part of the church. And you need to not just sit on the pew and come to church. You need to be the church. You need to be unified. You need to be involved. You need to reach out. I've had people talk to me before, mad and frustrated and, 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 and just everything's going wrong. And I'm like, you don't come to church anymore. You don't show up to stuff anymore. When you show up, you sit on the back row. And other, I, if you're on the back row, I'm not throwing nothing at you. But just sit there as far away from everybody else as you can on purpose. You can't even raise your hands no more. 
can't have the faith to come to the altar anymore. Don't respond to text messages. Don't respond to phone calls and wonder, why is my life falling apart? Because you've disconnected yourself. If I cut my finger off, it's not going to lay there and pump blood forever. It's going to wither up and die and look like an old Cheeto. Because it's disconnected from the body. And people wonder why they're miserable. And people wonder why they can't have victory. Because according to this book, there's power in numbers. There's power in being in the body. Stand with me. I'm not going to keep you long. But don't stop listening. Listen. I pray that we don't overlook this. I pray that we don't just let this go in one ear and out the other today. Because this is where I'm going with this right here. With as much passion, with as much passion and urgency as I have inside of me, I'm telling you that we need each other. We need each other. Every person, I'm talking to every person, we need each other. Don't be by yourself. Because I've seen it happen that people disconnect from the church and despite... One's reaching out and doing whatever they can. People still, for some reason, will just disconnect and find a way to blame everything and everybody else. And I'm not bashing anyone today. I'm, I'm pleading with you. And with us as a church today, more than ever before, we need each other. I'm thankful to be able to worship with every single person in this place today that's here. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful you're in my life. I'm thankful we can come to this house and worship together and be this body together. I'm thankful for you. I know I'm not the only one with this testimony in this church, but I've gone through many seasons in my life. I've, I've grown up in this church. Gone through many seasons in my life. Made many mistakes. Done things that I know that people could see. See me fall flat on my face. Done things that I know that Not everyone will understand, and even sometimes I have not understood where even I was. And I'm thankful to say that because of the body of Christ, that I can still stand here today. 
and that I was not disconnected. Even sometimes it seems despite my own best effort, I was not disconnected because people in my church held on to me and reached out to me. And I know that some of you today, even when you have felt as disconnected as you can be, are standing in this house today because this body... I'm thankful for the love that is in this church. I'm thankful for the forgiveness. I'm speaking for myself. I'm thankful for the forgiveness. I'm thankful for the mercy and understanding that people have shown me. The compassion that they've shown me. Even knowing my sins and my faults. And have loved me and kept me connected. And people need to be able to have that and feel that. Always. And it should never diminish and never fade but only grow stronger. We need each other. Last thing and I'm done. We're going to pray. I've spoken to you about just the fact that, that we need each other. We need to be together in the same mind. But using just one verse of Scripture right now, I won't go through a lot of them. Just one verse of Scripture. I want you to see that there is power. See, it's not just We're not just on the defense. We're not just unified like Red Rover because we're waiting on something to come hit us and we need to stay together. When things hit us, we will stay together if we're in this mindset. But we're not just on the defense, but there is power to do what God has called us to do and be what God has called us to be together. Matthew 18 and 19. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Two are better than one. And three is better than two. And a thousand is better than three. There's power. It's one thing when we pray by ourselves, and we need to pray by ourselves. But please hear me on this because we're about to pray together. There is something different. What, what, what's the new meme template that people use? It hits different when blah, blah, blah. It hits different when we pray together and ask anything in His name together. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, they are mine in the midst of them. 
and when he is in the midst of us. You know, sometimes it's not even enough to realize that he's in the midst of us. But to realize what we can do and what can happen when he is in the midst of us. And when we are in one mind and in one accord and speaking the same thing with no divisions among us. Maybe what I'm preaching today, I believe it's reached some individuals, but maybe what I'm preaching today is more preventative than anything. Because we have a unified church, and I'm thankful for that. But how much better can I understand that? And I'm done, but I'm telling you that the power of God is in this room right now. To heal, to deliver, to set people free. Many people have come with needs today that can be met. But I want to tell you that there is the opportunity, the potential for forgiveness, reconciliation, the opportunity to put aside all bitterness and wrath and clamor and evil speaking, put away, put aside past hurts and misunderstandings and divisions and problems, situations with the power of that unity. There can be a whole lot of newness by the time we walk out of this place today. A whole lot of mended Minds and hearts, mended relationships, mended friendships, mended emotions and attitudes, and, and a whole lot of new. And I feel that very strongly in the Holy Ghost today. I'm not trying to get you to shout. I'm trying to get you to respond. Could we come together down to this altar. You don't have to just link up yet, but I encourage you to find someone to pray with. But could we come and kneel in these altars right now and begin to ask the Lord to make my heart the way it needs to be, to get my mind the way that it needs to be. And I do want us to find someone at some point to pray with, and I want us to join our faith together in this house. Because I'm telling you, there are prayers that can be answered today because of the unity and because we're in one mind and one accord today. Let's pray.
Praise the Lord. God's good to us. He's good to, He understands what He's doing whenever He fills us all with His Spirit and gives us all the same salvation, gives us all the same mindset and puts us all together. And I like something that Jake said while he was up here. He said, uh, there was, it got me thinking there's a lot of ways that God could have saved our soul. But he decided to come down and be one with us. He decided to come down and robe himself in flesh. And whenever we're unified and we, we come together one with another, then it welcomes in the presence of God. And he comes and unifies himself with us. And then we're no longer just unified with each other. We're unified with God. And that's, he'll take care of you. I promise he will. He, he wants to be joined with us. And so us unifying ourselves together it doesn't just strengthen us because me and you are unified and and you and your friends are unified it just doesn't strengthen us that way but that unity welcomes in God's unity it welcomes in his presence into that unity and whenever you're unified with God boy that changes the whole ball game right there that changes everything and uh so right now we're waiting on this baptism but Jake mentioned the Lone Ranger. It got me thinking, you know, there's a lot of people that want to be a lone wolf. They want to be the Lone Ranger, but even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. So find yourself a friend, okay? Before we even get started with this, let's lift our hands and and just thank God for what he's done. Two young people filled the Holy Ghost today. Sister Sandra about to get baptized in Jesus' name. Let's lift our hands and just thank God and just praise Him for what He's doing in this house today. Come on. The Lord's good. Hallelujah. Come on. This is, this is one of the most important events you'll ever witness in anybody's life to see them baptized in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you for what's happening in this house today, Jesus. Oh, be a healer, be a deliverer. Hallelujah. Knit us together in love in this house, Lord. Oh, God, we praise you. Thank you, Jesus. One of the greatest unifying events ever occurred was the day of Pentecost. Because it started because they were in one place in one accord. And it says, and they had, after they had received the message and had been added to the church, it said, and they continued steadfastly. And they had all things common. Let me tell you that the greatest unifying event this planet's ever seen was the day of Pentecost. And, it, and repentance and baptism and being filled with the Holy Ghost was part of that unification process. Sister Sandra said she was baptized when she was a child. She said, but today this is my decision to do this, and she wanted to be baptized today. And so uh, let's just uh, all stand while we get ready to baptize her, and let's, let's watch this great occasion. Pray for our sister together right now. Precious Jesus, we thank you for our sister. Lord, we know there's things in her life she's seeking and desiring. Today, God, she's made a statement of faith. 
Lord, it's her choice to be buried in your name. Oh, Lord, today, we're going to obey the word, Lord. We ask you to put your hand upon her. Bring strength and healing to her mind, to her body, to her family, God. Let this be the first step of many, God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, keep her, watch over, protect her. We're going to praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. I want you to hold your nose. Hold your wrist. I'm going to take you. I promise you I'll get you right back up. In obedience to the word of God and on the profession of your faith, I now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, blessed Jesus. Hello, there we are. My goodness. Now she's just still getting a blessing. <laughs> come out, come into the baptistry speaking in tongues, go out speaking in tongues, still speaking in tongues. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Wouldn't it be awesome that God just heal her and, and she won't never have to put that oxygen tank back on? Praise God. Well, I've seen a lot of things. 
over the years, and uh, there's nothing that just matches someone taking that step in faith to be buried in the name of Jesus. That's where the past is left behind. That's where all those sins are washed away. We talked about the blood of Jesus. That's where it's applied through baptism in his name. You know, the great, we talked about this event being a great unifying factor, but the revival that started, the birth of the church, how do people think they're going to have half church without emphasizing you need to be buried in the name of Jesus Christ? If you're going to have Book of Acts revival, you better have Book of Acts church. So you need to preach repentance and baptism in Jesus' name and being filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Thankful for that today. Is anybody else getting baptized before I get out of this water? Sometimes people are kind of shy. they like, I don't know, I don't know. So, all right, hey, we love you. Thank you for being here. Let's lift our hands and pray one more time together. Precious Jesus, we thank you for what you have done in our presence today. We thank you for these precious young girls that were filled with the Holy Ghost. We thank you for Sister Sandra taking that step of faith to be baptized in Jesus' name. And Lord, today we thank you for the Word of God that has reminded us to be unified, to to be in this together, be knit together in love, and to to serve together, to, to work together with you, Lord. God, send us out of this place as missionaries, Lord, even in our cities, our schools, our workplaces, wherever we might be, to reach the lost, encourage the backslider, to love somebody into the kingdom of God. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord another hand. Hallelujah. Oh, God's good, isn't he? God's good. Hey, listen, um, remember, no prayer tomorrow night. No service here tomorrow night. Wednesday night, be here so you can help pray over the prayer clause for the school, back-to-school service next Sunday. And um, pray for us. We'll be traveling uh, to NAYC. We'll be in St. Louis, Missouri this week. The security team needs to have a meeting in the sanctuary, but it needs to only be the security team because they've got to do some things in the sanctuary. So as I'm not just pushing you out the door, but as quickly as we can head toward the foyer and be heading out, we need to do that today. So I thank you for that. God bless you. We love you and have a great day in Jesus name.